going on, everybody? This is Whiskey with an Agent Dram Style. Today, we're going to be talking about the home buying process. My name is Jared. And I'm Chris. Welcome, everybody. Yeah, welcome. So if you haven't heard of our Dram Style Whiskey with an Agent yet, we do these as a, they're a little bit shorter episode than, or I say a little bit, it's, it's a lot of bit shorter than our live episodes. I think we just did, our last one was, it was about hour and 45 almost two hours uh, talking about the home no, buying process it was over two hours it was over was two it hours. over two hours yeah, but they're the fun process. they're fun i mean yeah. it's it, there's a lot of good information in the beginning and then uh, i don't know what happens towards the end i think we have a few whiskeys we and start like it, slurring uh, our words and having a good time going into story mode i mean think right. about it like if we're just sitting here sipping on a whiskey for two straight hours you know <laughs> stories are yeah. gonna come Right. And then slurring is going to happen. So yep. it's yeah, always no a good time, but it's yes. always uh, first and foremost informative. So we decided to do the dram style because it's a much more condensed version of the yes. topic. Not everyone has two hours or not, not everyone can tolerate two hours straight talking and listening. Especially so. if you're trying to trying to watch it on a on a video. I mean, if you got it in a podcast form and stuff, it's you know I've listened to two yeah. hour podcasts before, but not all at once. Yeah. So, but yeah, this one we actually do. Simple. It is. It is. But this one we're we're streaming for the first time on Twitch. So I think we're gonna start doing that with our dram style. So whenever we come on yeah. or as we're getting ready, I'm just gonna ho- go ahead and we're just gonna be live as we're Chris and I are just talking. And then we're, we're like we just did. We're gonna start the show. So, um, but yeah. So should we go ahead and talk about it? The home buying process because yeah, I mean I don't know how we only got twenty minutes to kill. So let's go. I know. <laughs> so well. So I guess the so basically, I mean, there's there's a lot to to think about when you're looking for a house, and it's not just a matter of jump. You know, going right into looking at homes, there's some things that you should really do beforehand. So, I mean, in reality, I mean, what do you think should be first, Chris? I mean, uh, is- first, first and foremost is really uh, determining what your goals are. So essentially, in my professional opinion, the earlier, the better you can start mm-hmm. figuring out those goals. So if you're currently renting, you need to start asking the question, am I, do I want to rent another year or do I want to buy? in a year or two years. Um, am I going to be here? Do I feel like I'm going to stay here in state or if I'm moving across town? So those are the questions and the goals you need to start asking and start planning now. So not right. so much as like last minute. I know some people get tossed into the unfortunate situation where their landlord kind of kicks them out last minute. Right. So they want to see if they can buy, but ultimately you, the sooner the better. And when you determine that like, you know what? Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and stay in town. I'm going to go ahead and buy, I'm going to be, I, I think I'm going to, I enjoy this job and work here for another five years. I should get a house. I should purchase a house. Right. That would be a good goal to, at that point to start buying, uh, to start the process. Yep. And from there, once you determine that goal, you should mm-hmm. then go ahead and um, either start with a realtor, find a realtor yep. or an agent, ask one of your friends yep. um, and do, uh, and we'll go into that. And then, or another uh, objection, or an objective, but uh, another direction you can go is to sit down with a lender and get approved. That's, yes. I don't yes. think there's a right or wrong which one you should start with first. 
Right. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's kind of one of those things first, you know, you obviously you've made the decision to buy a home. And one thing I want to talk, I want to point out there is for those that might be hesitant to buy a home because of, you know, the market, the home prices or whatever, I mean, interest rates for one are historical, you know, we're at historical lows. Um, but the other thing too, that people get caught up on is they're ready to buy a house, but then they get scared because the market is doing something crazy. Well, here's the thing. None of us have a crystal ball, so none of us are going to be able to predict what what the market's going to be next year. So let's say you wait next year and home prices go up even more. Are you still going to wait? Are you, how long are you going to put your life off before or while you're waiting to, to make that decision? So the best advice that, that I was given and what I give to people is if you're ready to buy a house and it's the right time for you to buy a house, by God, go buy a house. Yep. Don't wait on the market. Don't wait. You know, if you're if you're if you're investing, if you're buying a rental home to invest in or flipping house, then that's a whole different subject. But whole different conversation. If, yeah. Yes. Higher don't rate. put your life and your family's life on hold because you're thinking that the market's going to improve next year or the year yeah, after or, or whatever. No. You know, it's you, you have no idea. Yeah, you, you um, really don't. And it's a true story, too. Like, it, let's just be honest. Like, if you open a Fortune 500 right now, majority, over 60% of those those Fortune 500s will have started their uh, their fortune through real estate. It'll say real estate model. And right. that is that is the biggest and the most successful way that anyone can start. Mm-hmm with uh as, uh, obtaining supplemental income and and a long-term what's called what i right. like to call generational wealth what are you going to leave behind real Correct. estate's the way to do it we're only yep. going to continue to build and there's always yep. going to be housing needed for people yes so yep. and that's like probably yep. the biggest freedom that we have here in america too right. is the fact that you can own land yep so uh, with all that said, so, I mean, you know, let's say you've made that decision. Uh, you, Chris, you talked about um, talking to a mortgage broker to go ahead and get pre-qualified. So there's a difference between pre-qualified and pre-approved, right? Mm-hmm. So, Yeah, that's uh, correct. Yeah, if, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 so go ahead. I saw an opening that said, go ahead, take the wheel, Chris. So um, yeah, do if, it. You, if you're sitting down with a lender first, essentially these, uh, the lenders are the ones that you should be the most honest with when it comes to your financial situation. If you are withholding information or trying to uh, manipulate mortgage, it's not going to happen. This ain't 2007 uh, you know, or 2006. Nope. They will nope. find out and you will be dead in the water. Um, but you should absolutely be 100% be open with them and then provide them. Uh, there is a big misinformation or misunderstanding of what happens when your credit gets pulled uh, for a home. The three big mm-hmm. credit bureaus, TransUnion, Equifax, and uh, Trans, um, Experian, TransUnion, they understand Experian, that. Yep. Yeah, TransUnion, Equifax, and Experian. Yes. They understand that when it comes to purchasing or obtaining a loan or a mortgage, your credit has to be pulled. So it doesn't right. make sense to penalize somebody for obtaining a loan while because tr- it's you have that right as a consumer to shop. 
So right. it doesn't make sense. It doesn't hurt your credit like it would going for a car where they just slam right. you with so many to see who would accept you. It's not like right. that. So your right. your your credit is not going to get to hurt at all. It's a complete right. misunder uh, misunderstanding of, of the whole situation. And um, the thing is, like, even if you're not ready six months from now, you should still go through mm -hmm. the process because it's going to provide you a guide map or a roadmap of mm -hmm. where you're going to go. Like, my goal is to get over here. Well, do you want to do that blindly or do you want to know, like, hey, I actually have a collection or what is this, you know, what is this here on my credit report? So right. they are going to help you and guide you in the right direction to make sure that one, you have the funds capable Two, right. You can build your, your, your credit further yep. and yep. make you strong as possible that within that six months or a year, you're going to mm -hmm. be good and solid, uh, at that, at, yeah, at that time. Yep. And, and one thing to say about, you know, when you're getting ready to buy a house, I mean, you have to, you're going to have to open up your financial situation when you're talking to a mortgage broker, because yeah, so. they're, they're going to look at everything. They're going to look at all your bank statements. They're going to look at your, what you, you know, what money you're spending, what money's coming in, um, what assets you have, liabilities, things like that. So you, you know, don't shy away from that stuff. Don't be embarrassed if, you know, you feel like, oh, I don't want somebody really digging into my financials. That's it. Yeah. It has to happen. It's, you know, that's the only way that they're going to, to approve you. Uh, the only way around that is this, you know, you got to have cash and then you don't have to worry about all that. But, uh, you know, if you're like me, I had to get a loan. I have to show, you know, what my income is. I have to show everything. Mm -hmm. And, and if it doesn't make sense in my, you know, bank account, I have to explain, I have to write a letter to explain yeah. to yeah. the mortgage lender or the underwriters or whatever, mm -hmm. why, you know, why this is in my bank account or what happened or, or whatever. So don't shy away from that. It's, it's not that big of a deal. I mean, it's kind of like doctors when you go in there, they've seen it all, uh, you know, mortgage brokers, they've, they've seen it all. So, oh yeah, they have. it's not a, it's, and you're it's not, not a big deal for them. You, you can't hide, like you're, no. you're better off telling no. them, uh, right. almost everything that way yep. they can better educate you as well as make you obtain your goals. That's right. what they're, that's what we're here for. Yeah. So, so essentially when you talk to them, they're going to get you, you know, after they analyze kind of all these things, uh, whether it be hypothetical or you actually give them hard information, you're going to figure out what you can actually afford and, and you know, whether, you know, as far as your monthly payment, which will translate to, uh, how much you could actually spend on a home and then how much you have for your down payment and everything like that. And you have to be able to show all these things beforehand. Yeah. Um, as far as can, you know, can you afford a down payment on a $500,000 house? If you can't, mm -hmm. we got to step it down mm -hmm. or, you know, whatever the case is. So, so this is the point where you really going to, you're going to figure out exactly what you can afford. So then, yeah. so the next thing, so after, you know, you, you've talked to the to the mortgage broker, you've gotten your pre-approval, um, you know, you've you've talked to a, a real estate agent, maybe by this point, hopefully, um, if you haven't, you know, now would be a, a good time mm -hmm. to really start talking to an agent mm -hmm. and then start, you know, uh, your agent's going to go over a bunch of stuff with you. Usually most agents have. I know Chris does. Mm -hmm. um, I do as well. We have like a buyer presentation. Mm -hmm. that goes through all of these things and that's basically what we're talking about on the show is our buyer yeah. presentation essentially yeah. in a in a more relaxed 
kind of format and more very relaxed um, format yes yeah so so you know after you get that so then what you you start kind of shopping around right mm -hmm. well the uh i i'm a big let's advocate for teams real quick because if you go to the lender first and you mm -hmm. like the lender so far you had a good experience you develop trust with the lender um at that point you should ask that lender hey do you have an agent that you recommend highly that that you've been working with with for a long time and essentially they should know someone 100 off the top of their mind yeah you know what i think you'd be a great um i think you'd be a great fit for you know jared here on the coast right uh and then yep. at that point they're going to introduce you um and then vice versa if you meet with an agent first um mm -hmm. ask you know it's just like once you develop that kind of trust after the home buying presentation things like that and um you know it's like hey chris do you happen to know somebody that you can trust for a lender actually i do i know someone right on the head let me go ahead and introduce you um Correct. and then at that point you know that's that's kind of like when you should you should look for those teams because it is very important to have like a team base because we're going to have that relationship we're going to have that communication right. Strangers right. can end up, I've worked with complete strangers before as lenders and I've had great experiences and I've worked yeah. with lenders where it just ended up being impossible because the communication yep. was not there on the one side right. or the other. So yeah. I'm a big advocate I, I, for teams and that's something yeah, that I, I, I recommend. I think about it kind of like a, like a sports team, you know, you look at a basketball team. I mean, all these players, they practice together, they work together. So when they're out on the on the court and we're, you know, Chris and I are out, you know, helping you buy a house, we know kind of we've worked with this other person before and we know kind of what their moves are. We know when they're going to contact us. We know how they're going to contact us. And yeah. and, you know, and if and we know that they might be silent and that's OK, because we're expecting that because we've worked with them before. So it's yeah. like I said, yeah. it's it's kind of like a basketball team, you know, you you know mm -hmm. where each player, where your teammates are going to be at any given time on the on the court. Yep. We know where, where we're going to be in the process at any given time. Yep. So, but like like you said, I mean, you know, it is possible you can work with people you've never worked with before, mm -hmm. and it just works out. Yep. But you know, sometimes it when it doesn't work out, it's man, it makes it tough on everybody. Yeah. Not just you know, not just for your agent, but for for you as a home buyer as well, because. If that communication isn't open and flowing, mm -hmm. yeah. then man, it just it starts making it tough. Yeah. And through the majority of this, the biggest thing that we're trying to really hammer home is that like as a consumer, you have the right to shop, but it's also on you to make sure that the people that you are entrusting the biggest purchase of your life with right. are competent, mm -hmm. are experienced, have Correct. Uh, have resources have um references and has this the proof to to back it up so whether you're working with a lender ask for proof ask for experience ask for references yep. if you're working with an agent ask for proof ask for experience ask for references and that yep. anybody who is hesitant on providing this information oh well you know don't have to worry about that but yeah uh, like that should be a red flag right there it's like this is person actually have my best interests or does this right. person uh, only looking out for themselves uh and right. so that's those are things you have to as a consumer and as a right you should be doing 
But the next step, once right. you get approved, you have your team established, you have your agent established, you need to mm -hmm. go essentially begin that search process. As you're looking for yes. a home, your agent should be able to tell you what the major systems are, your major systems, your roof, your AC, uh, your electrical and your plumbing, because that's a huge benefit while you essentially determine the layout, determine the, the neighborhood. Is this something right. that I want to know? Whereas right. the realtor should be providing you the technical details Correct. Uh, of right. the properties. Like, hey, I know you like this house, but that roof is 20 years old. Insurance ain't going to like right. it. The electrical panel is a Fed panel. Insurance isn't going to yep. like that either. Um, right. And things of yep. that things of that nature. Um, but those yeah, are so, the details. So, so when, when, you're, when you're looking at a house, I mean, if you know next time you go look at look at a house with your agent you know watch what your agent is looking at i mean you got you know go and look around and like chris said get a feel for the layout is it going to work for the family is it a split bedroom you know the you know the the parents are on one side and the kids are on the other mm -hmm. but watch your agent your agent's going to be walking through that house they're going to be looking down at the baseboards they're going to be looking up at at the you know ceiling. the ceiling and and everything yeah. and then outside they're checking under the soffits you know how's the, how how are those soffits looking are they rotten you know they're stepping back to get a perspective on the on roof. the roof yeah. you know to see yeah. you know what that's looking like so i mean watch your agent you know they're looking under even looking under uh kitchen sinks to see what kind of piping or at the water heater to see what kind of piping is in the house you know mm -hmm. to see if it's if it's you know yeah. good copper or you know, if it's old um, yeah. cast iron or something. So, yeah. So essentially your, your realtor is your first line of defense. Anybody who says you don't need a realtor is full of shit. <laughs> right. Right. No, so I, your, yeah. your realtor is your first line of defense. All right. When going right. to any single home, because if you are looking at the shiny object and the realtor is being like, yo, look at this shit yeah. over here. <laughs> right. You know, you're yeah. going to be like, oh, thank God I saw that. Uh, yeah. Thank God you saw yeah, that. exactly. So it's really yeah. important that you, again, when you're dealing with the team, you ask for that experience, you ask for that reference, and you ask for that proof. So, um, yes. Because your yep. first line of defense is going to be that realtor. If you, you know, heed heed the warnings and ultimately you have a great experience, then it was all worth it. If you end up like, yeah not heeding their warnings, then that's kind of like audio because caveat answer by a viewer. Um, so Correct. if you find a house that you found that you love, everything checks off, right. you know, the realtor, um, your realtor yep. decided to say, Hey, like, you know, all the systems are good to go. Let's go ahead. Right. It's at a great price. It's within your, it's, it's, it's within your range. You're going to want to yep. submit an offer. Correct. Now, now keep in mind, you know, when, when you say the, the realtor says everything is good to go, we're not, home inspectors so that's mm -hmm. going to be something that you get that's true yeah, after you inspectors. after you you know you so you get the bilateral contract we're going to submit an offer at some point you're going to hire a professional inspector to come in and and go through with a fine-tooth comb everything that you know is may or may not be wrong with the house but you know chris and i and, and other realtors were pretty good at spotting you know big ticket or or obvious things. I mean, we're not crawling up in, in crawl spaces and attics and things like that. So I just wanted to point that out. You know, we're, we're not inspectors, but we do usually find uh, a lot of stuff that, that most home buyers, when they're looking at a home that they're not either thinking about or they don't notice. And so that's like, like Chris said, that's, it's, it's why it's a good idea to have an agent, uh, to hire an agent when you're buying a house. Oh yeah. You're going to want it. Um, yep. I promise you, you're going to want it. Yes. You're going to regret yep. it. 
Yep. Um, so even for new construction, so you found, even for new construction, I yes. promise you, even for new construction, yes. I've called out some yeah. issues before. Just because it's new construction does doesn't. not mean it is, you know, yeah. it, it doesn't mean anything. I mean, we, we should, we yeah, should have, that's... we should have our own little <laughs> bit on new construction because I've had some oh stories. Oh my goodness. I have some stories. Yeah, I bet. Um, okay. I bet. So you, you found a house, you're looking to place an offer. All right. So your realtor right. should be able to educate you on the type of market that you're dealing with. And you should right. already have a general sense of how wild the market is. But also, right. they're going to keep you within the confines of your capability as a purchaser. So essentially, right. if you're only qualified for 150, don't think you can you can offer 160 unless you have right. cash. Okay. Unless you have it, yep. If you don't have yeah, the cash, so, then don't don't be unrealistic. You have to stay within the right. confines of your. Don't of overextend your, yourself. Yeah, you know, it's going to work. What's going to happen? you're you're not going to get approved or you're going to realize too late that you don't have you actually don't have enough money for the down payment because you yeah. budgeted for 150 and now you're offering 160 yeah. mm-hmm. and so so it's a good you know when you're going through that process you know your realtor is going to keep you on the straight and narrow and usually if you try to overextend what's mm-hmm. going to happen is your agent should go yeah. back to your lender and, and he's probably going to call he or she's going to call your lender and say hey uh we're wanting to do 160 you know, based on everything that y'all have talked about, is that something that, you know, you think they can do? And, you know, if he says it's, you know, that it looks like on paper, it looks like everything, then your agent's going to call you and say, hey, this is what it's going to cost you. And yeah. you really need to dig deep and see if that's something that you can afford. So, yeah. so I mean, it is possible, but you just, you got to take a step back real quick and, yeah. and make sure you can actually yeah. do it. And, <laughs> and that's what's important too about starting early. Again, going back to step one, determining your goal, start early so mm-hmm. you can have that conversation. Because if you're right. just going to buy the seat of your pants and you only have $1,500 in the bank account, it's going to be pretty difficult for you. Whereas like yep. if you start, you know, one year in advance, you know, you have 1500 and the lender is going to be like, well, we need, we need about 15. Like, okay. All right. Now you have a goal. Like I got 15 to save up for, you know, you, a, a motivated person will come up with 15 at the end of the year. Okay. Right. Um, right. And so that's, that's the nature of the game. So once you go, yep. once you submit your offer and you go under contract, you're going to essentially do what the next step is essentially deposit and schedule inspections in the state yeah. of Florida being, we are talking about the state of Florida, just so everyone knows in the state right. of Florida, you have three days typically to deposit your escrow into that's the title default. company yep. or the lawyer. Uh, Correct. So, so we have title companies and lawyers, both can do the same right. paperwork. Correct. And so essentially, so that first, so you, you submit your offer, they accept it and everybody is signed. So those first, what, seven to 10 days is going to yeah. be like, just boom, 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 go, boom. Go, go, I mean, go, go. yeah, you're going to be go, go, go. Cause you've got, you know, you just got the con, you know, you've been negotiating and then that's been, you know, pretty heated. And then you got, you won the contract, you won the bid and then you're, you know, you're okay. Three days. I got to put in my escrow deposit. Mm-hmm. And, and then you have maybe a seven or 10 day or maybe even five or, or less uh, days for your yeah. inspection period. Your inspection period, that's when you're going to hire your inspector to come out and actually find you know, with a fine tooth comb. He's going to go through the house and find he's going to give you this 40 page report of <laughs> everything about the house, essentially, yeah. whether, you know, something's wrong, whether it needs maintenance, whether, you know, whatever it is. So during that inspection period, you have 
you have the option to, you know, so let's say you find something wrong with the house. You have a couple of options or a few options. One, you can just accept the fact that there's something wrong with it and you move on. Two, you can ask the, the sellers to fix it. They may or may not. Chances are right now, I'm not seeing a lot of sellers fixing things or taking concessions or anything. It depends. I mean, depends. Are, I'm starting yeah, to see a little it does. bit change. I'm starting to see a little bit are change. You? A little bit. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, so then uh, the so then the other thing is you can choose to back out of the contract. Maybe they don't want to give you any concessions or they don't want to fix anything. They just said, hey, you just you buying it as as it is. I don't yeah. care if you found anything wrong with it. And it's don't have hard feelings about it because it's just it's a negotiation the whole way through. So mm -hmm. uh, it's a, you know, uh, yeah, and you, you just everyone, can't have any hard feelings. about You can't. It. You can't. That's the unfortunate part is that when it comes to buying, it's all emotional. And I mean, when you're selling it, it's pure money. Uh, right. Nine, and again, nine, that's nine, why it's. Cents. Nine times ten. Cents. That's why it's so good to have an agent because your agent has no emotion attached to buying this house or anything. They're gonna just try to negotiate to get you the best deal. When you start negotiating with emotions, mm, it it doesn't you know it's not gonna work out as well because uh, you know because yeah. then you have a hard you end up just mm. wanting it too much or you just you end up overextending yeah. somehow. I mean, thinking about when you're buying a car. If you go and buy a new car and you and you really love this car, they're gonna and they they mm -hmm. find out your emotions start getting the best of you. Yeah, they're gonna it, they're gonna really, get you. It really is about leverage too. Like how much leverage yes. do you have? Like as right. a buyer, as a buyer right now in this market, you have like almost no leverage. It doesn't mean that no. the seller can't be unreasonable. It just really depends on what the ask is. And again, we're in the state right. of Florida. Our predominant contract is the as is in the central Florida. Um, and then with that, we have a uh, an inspection period that's pretty much sole discretion. So the buyer can back out mm -hmm. at any point in time within that inspection period with their deposit. So for any about, reason, for any reason, sole discretion, for any reason, that's yes, for any reason in the car. You could have just woke up the next morning and said, eh, eh bad uh, mistake. Yeah. I've had that before yeah. where I worked I've, with some buyers. Yeah, and, too. Yeah. yeah. We, I told we won. We were, I mean, it was super competitive. We won the bid. Don't, you know, it was, it was, we had against 10 other offers. The buyers yeah. woke up the next morning and they were like, ah, we were just so excited yesterday yeah. with all, everything going dude, on. And dude, I had, so, I had a jackass of a buyer pull that shit. I was representing the seller, but um, mm -hmm. I also had an opportunity to represent the buyer. And so the buyer essentially, mm -hmm. uh, just after the inspection period, was just yeah. like, yeah, no, no, we're not going to buy the house anymore. And I was just like, well, you're going to force your deposit. And they just, um, and we have to sign a cancel and release to, to get the funds and everything. And right. this, this bitch just refused to sign it. It's just like, I'm not signing anything. Like I'm walking away. It's just <laughs> like, you got to really, you got to, you're not getting the money back. Like you got to really sign right. this document. And it ended up becoming oh, like a, big fucking clusterfuck because she just refused it and i would i would constantly just blow her up just sign the fucking document and she refused and she was just like you need to stop harassing me <laughs> and i'll just just <laughs> sign the paper uh just oh, sign the simple paper releasing you from this contract and releasing the deposit so you can go oh, away and goodness. eventually it was just like jesus christ and we got the lawyers involved and eventually she was oh, just my like goodness. disappeared Thank God. Oh. That was a hell. Um, 
Yeah. Jeez. If you're not going to well, be serious, like just get through the process, you jackasses. Yeah. So, if so you, yeah, continue. So it, it's it's going to be um, so you're it's going to be busy for that first you know from seven the time days, you sign the contract seven until seven or ten days until that inspection period is over. So then after that, it you know and it goes goes pretty quiet. I mean, you're doing things on Whoa. your end. You've already you've already gotten. Um, your loan application started. You you started submitting stuff to your mortgage broker, um, so you'll hear from from your mortgage broker, you know, several or quite a bit, asking for you know bank statements or whatever. Mm-hmm. But as far as your agent goes, I mean, there's not a whole lot that we do during this time as far as communication with with you as a buyer. There's stuff that we're doing. We're tracking uh, the timelines, making sure everything is is on track to close and everything. But um, but I mean, as always, I mean, if you have questions, never hesitate to reach out to your agent because you may not know that there's just not a lot going on. So if yeah. you have a question, reach out to them. But there's, you know, as an agent, we don't want to call you every day and say, hey, you doing OK? Hey, you doing OK? You know, so it's, it's literally all that we're going to be able to get out. You know, it's like, hey, right. Uh, right. there's no word yet. There's nothing new. Nothing new is happening. Right. Meanwhile, yeah. nothing like, new. So your file, once it's under, once it gets past like the inspection period, your next obstacle is going to be the appraisal. And until then, you're twiddling right. your thumbs. You're listening because your file is on a conveyor belt. All right, it's going to the processor, and then it's going to go to the underwriter. The underwriter is going to go through their files, and it's just going to be a stack of files. And they don't just go halfway in the middle to pull yours out to review it. No, they go one on top of the other. All right. And so when that right. happens, um, essentially, it's it takes time. There's a turnaround time. It's usually 24 to 48 hours. So right. once your file moves up, gets reviewed, yep. underwriter is going to yep. be like, hey, we need this document. It's going to come right back down. All right. Right. And then so it's going to be a lot of redundancy. It's just like, well, why didn't you ask Correct. this before? Well, why didn't you right. ask for that? You, I was just I just got this document. Why are you asking for it again? It's like, well, we need an updated right. document. So it's yep. extremely redundant. It can become extremely annoying, but that's just part of the process. Everything yes. has to be explained. Everything has to follow a certain guideline based on your loan. And then if mm-hmm. you don't start, if you don't comply and you, if you start fighting it, or if you start yeah. taking three or four days to respond for a simple bank statement, you are delaying your closing. Oh, and yeah. the only person yeah. you can yell at is yourself. It's, you look in the mirror right. And just start yelling yep. at itself because you can't yep. yell at the realtor. You can't nope. yell at the lender or the processor or the nope. underwriter because you only have right. yourself to blame. All right. Right. So let's put things. You got to be on the ball. Yeah. You have to be on the ball because no one's going to hold like we'll guide you through this, but we can't hold your hand. Right. We can't contact. Your we employer. can't pull your. We yeah. Can't we pull can't your bank statement. All right. Exactly. So yep. during that time, you it's on you to get the documents in. And every yep. time you delay it, you delay the closing. And if you yep. delay the closing, you're going to have to go ask that seller for an extension. And in this market right now, there's no guarantee that seller will extend shit. And they're going to take your deposit and they go right back yep. on market where there's five other offers or on, on average right. 3.9 offers per sold home. So correct. there's three yep. other people out there. Yes. So, okay. so let's say you know, you're Johnny on the spot and you get your bank statements and everything's going smoothly. You know, the underwriters are getting everything they need and they, so what they're going to do is, is 
review all of this information, and then they're eventually going to give you a CTC, which is clear to close. Clear to close. That is, those are words that I love to hear right, you know, as early as possible before closing. But uh, as soon as I get those, then that makes me a happy, happy camper. Because that means that, that, yes. Oh, did you? Nice. Yeah, we're closing. So that means. Oh, Sorry. April Fool's, all right. Yeah, April Fool's. <laughs> no, no, we nice. actually are. That's actually a true statement. Like <laughs> No, I yes, I but on April Fool's. Yes, but on April Fool's. Um so the CTC, so essentially that means everything is processed, you've been approved, everything is good to go. Now you're just waiting on the actual closing day, which yeah. um eventually the title company or the lawyer, whoever is is closing this for you, will reach out and schedule an actual time for that day. Mm-hmm. Prior to closing, you're going to do, um, you should do a final walkthrough, whether it's the day before, some people do it, you know, the the right before the closing, you know, they go do a walkthrough and then they drive right over to the closing after that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just kind of whatever fits into your schedule. But definitely you want to do a final walkthrough and you're essentially just making sure that the house is in the the same order that is that you agreed on when you put the put the offer in and they've cleaned it they didn't leave a bunch of junk behind i've had a couple you can't you know, one that, of those before unfortunately. but like you can't you know help it's that, unfortunately yeah you can't like you, but you can you can go back and yell at them but it's gonna fall on deaf ears because it is it is but essentially you know the big the big you want to make sure that they didn't destroy the house before they left or it's and it's in the they weren't supposed to exactly had that, had that happen a, appliances or or things Mm -hmm. like that so um so and then you're gonna show up to the closing and man bring a good pen because you're gonna have a ton of paperwork to sign yeah bring your favorite blue pen. you know you can't actually yeah blue pen and i said i told a title agent one time when i was closing on the house i said you know what next time i'm just gonna get a stamp with my signature on it and i'm just gonna stamp it she said well you actually you're not allowed to do that and i was like it's ink it's the same thing right i don't know she said i wasn't allowed to do it i don't i'm willing to test it out though no why not uh uh, it's just not allowed it's anybody can do that stamp i guess anybody can have possession of that stamp and just start signing away that's why everyone's signature is unique Eh, is it though yes it is and that's why it's, uh, I know it's, it's appalling. It is absolutely yeah. appalling, but um, I see new signatures now that it's just, it's just like block letters. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like on electronics, yeah. like this is electronic signature. I'm like, that's not a signature. That's type. No. <laughs> that's, yep. it's like, it is. It type is. Right there. <laughs> that's, or, or print, whatever it is, but, but it's not, that's not cursive. Like cursive is um, such a staple without learning it is you don't know how to read our declaration of independence so it's what's that important what is that (laughs) yeah Yeah, exactly what does that matter uh um, but once you sign everything the house is yours man like that's it yeah yeah you get the keys possession you get the keys that day you get the keys that day as long as all the funding and everything is is going to go through and usually it goes through right then and there there's been a couple occasions where uh we signed in the morning and then we had to wait on um funding. some funding to come through and you know we came back and we picked up the keys later you know you can do that that afternoon that or something so it, it it happens but 
typically you would you you know the same time that you're signing all the funding gets approved it goes through and then you get the keys and you go check out your new house absolutely so yeah so, so then then you have some post-closing kind of things that you need to take care of mm-hmm. um it's not mandatory but man i highly recommend uh, right. all of these the first thing i would probably do is is change my locks because mm-hmm. i mean you've probably met the people that are selling you the house and yeah they're probably Maybe. nice but but uh you, you know, know who knows people have that key exactly how many friends did they give it to how many neighbors did they give it to uh, you uh, haven't met those neighbors yet, maybe under, under a potted plant somewhere. Exactly. Like, so you got to so. change those locks. I mean, just go yeah, straight change to Home the locks. Depot and yeah. just, just get some dummy locks until you get some, until you get a good one. Uh, if yep. you want this, the touch pad, it was the first thing yep. we did when we bought this house. I went and yeah. we got new locks. Uh, I agree. Yeah. The next thing you and, should definitely do is mark your calendar or, you know, right away is file for homestead. Yep. Florida is a homestead yes. state. It'll save it is. you a lot of money. It'll save you. If a lot you want to save some money on your property tax, then mm-hmm. go get your homestead filed for. It's gonna save. I mean, it's it's not like you know you're not gonna save like fifty percent, but you're gonna save you're gonna save something. Yep. Depending it's on a, you know, it's a tax break on per fifty thousand dollars, isn't it? Right. Per yep. fifty thousand, and then there's there's a break. Right. And then there's, you know, there's some other things in there. If you're a senior citizen and, and things like that, you get a little veteran, bit more of a tax break and uh, veteran. And there's, there's so many. So just the best yeah. way to do that is yeah. within the county that you reside in, that you live yep. in, type in yep. and Google that county, the state, and, homestead. and then homestead. Yeah. And it'll pull up the list. Yep. It'll tell you exactly how to do it. More often yep. than not, you can file right online. You never have to leave the yep. confines of your own home. One of the things you yes. will need is a quick claim deed. Uh, not quick claim deed. Excuse me. It, it, just delete that from your ears. You'll need your deed. <laughs> we'll You'll cut need that your out. Deed that is re- that is recorded. Okay. Right. Um, so yep. that will come into the mail from the title company. Okay. Because you actually get the original copy re- copy recorded deed in the mail from Correct. the title company. Okay. Sometimes they can do an electronic recordings depending on your county. Uh, mm-hmm. But other than that. It'll take a couple of weeks for that for that deed to come back from recording. And once yep. that's done, then you can use that. You will get, and this leads into the next thing, the final thing is yeah. fraud mail. Mm-hmm. There will be tons and tons and tons and tons and tons of mail that comes yes. to you because you're now yep. you're now homeowner. It's public record that you're a new homeowner. Emails too. Emails uh, and phone calls. That's true. I mean, I, I yeah. I didn't get phone calls. No, well, I mean, because you're once your information is out there, they know you have a home. If they're they're gonna find whatever information they can to try to get a hold of you. So first thing is gonna be the mailers. You're gonna start seeing, hey, refinance with us, or mm-hmm. you know, all of these different things. And um, just just beware of that stuff. I mean, if it's not familiar, it doesn't look right. If it sounds too good to be true, kind of thing, don't mess with it. Just no. tear it up, throw it away. You don't have to report yeah. it to the police or anything. They're, you know, it's just no. It's just, just there's nothing they can do. There's, there's yeah. really nothing that they're right. gonna do. So right, there will be a lot of like authentic looking. Uh, there will be. Uh, I mean, I still I still get stuff. Yeah, I, oh, yeah. I still get I still stuff so. right now. Yeah, this is you can buy your deed here, pay ten dollars, and it's just like right. no, don't pay shit. No. Your deed is coming to you for free. Right. Okay. Yes. 
Um, you yep. will get information. People will say like, hey, we bought your mortgage. Go ahead and pay us at this P.O. box. And then next thing right. you know, you're paying someone. Literally, you're paying someone your right. mortgage. Uh, now, that's something that actually happens on a normal does, basis. So does, where your your mortgage... Well, well, your mortgage will get sold to another company. Oh, yes, so that's that's, that, common. that's that's a legitimate thing. Now there are scams where yes, they will send you something saying, "Hey, your mortgage has changed. Please send your payment to whatever." But if you do get something like that, call up your current mortgage company and ask them, you know, "Hey, did did you guys sell my mortgage to somebody? Yeah. Can you give me that con?" You should get an official letter from them. Mm. But, you know, if you haven't and you receive this, you know, what looks to be a little fishy, just call them up. Call your call your lender, not what the number is on that that letter. Yeah, that never call the, the no. Never call that number. <laughs> no. Call your loan call your service, actual, sir. Yes. Yeah. And, and they'll like, they'll tell you if it's been you know sold or not or you know whatever. So and if yep. it has, like I said, they'll give you that information and then contact them. You know the new servicer and set up a payment plan through them. Never respond to. Uh, even if it looks 100% legit, I still never call, email, anything uh, when I get a flyer in the mail. I always nope. go directly to the website. I pull a phone number directly from, you know, my lender's website. That way I know it's exactly who I'm, you know, I know exactly who I'm talking to. Yep. I couldn't, so. I couldn't agree more. That's exactly how yep. you do it. So. Yep. I think that's it, brother. That is the home and buying then, process. Well, oh, there's, wait, there's, there's still, there, no, no, there's still one more thing. The last thing is you got to go <gasps> have a nice little whiskey got in your new house, whether it's out on the porch, sitting at your computer, watching TV, whatever it is, you got to do a toast. I did that yep. when I bought my house right now. We got a bottle of champagne and yes, we did. We did the same thing. The top. Pop yep. the top in that bottle of champagne. But make sure you, so, if you had a good experience, make sure yes. you give credit to your agents and your and your lenders. It means a lot to us yeah. because we are it does. a referral-based business for the most part. Yeah. And mm -hmm. reviews means a lot. Word of mouth means a lot to us. So yeah. um, if you had a good experience, that's the only thing we really ask for is that you just yep. tell your friends. So. Yep. Yeah, Anyways, it helps. Uh, Jersey, any final words before we cheers to the crowd? No. Um, other than, did you want to tell them where else they can find us in our live shows? Or you want me to tell them? Or you want to tell them? I can tell It's us. not a secret. Go it's for not it, a secret. Man. So it's you can find us on Facebook. Our name is quite simple. It's Whiskey with an Engine. You find us yes. on Facebook, Instagram, uh, Spotify, which is my favorite. And then you got yep. anchor.fm. And I believe we're also Correct. on uh, Google Podcasts. Google Podcasts. Yep. Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. And, and iHeartRadio. Yes, we are on iHeartRadio. And then we're, we do uh, stream to Twitch as well. So if you're mm -hmm. a fan of Twitch, you can go on there. And, and, uh, and we're going to be doing a little bit kind of behind the scenes a little bit more when we do our dram style shows we'll just be doing that on twitch just for and, something a little bit different yeah, typically we're not this long on our drams but we got a little no. carried away drams are we typically did. about 20 minutes so we gotta do better about that we'll probably we should I do know. this about two-parter we should do it two parts we could. we could cut it in half and then release it next yeah. week release it again that's a good idea i like how you think cool well thanks everybody Everyone. for listening Cheers, y'all. We'll see you. See you in the next Cheers. one. Cheers. Bye.